the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Catholic. It's Carrie Denise here and I'm back and I'm with my good friend, my co-host, Mike Walsh. <laughs> with the I, laughter. <laughs> Carrie, you haven't recorded a podcast with us in a long I time. I know. I know. I was listening to one and you mentioned that and I was like texting you the next day, Mike, I haven't been on podcast. Here I am. And that's and that's why I'm back because I, I really, I've been on hiatus. It's been nice. Well, you've been on hiatus because you've been working. Yeah. As I mentioned in one of the podcasts, you're the hardest working member of the podcast team. Thank so you. That, well, uh, it's, you know, as everyone knows, I work in a college campus, so it's the busy, it's the very busy time. Very. And then catch me in four weeks from today and I'll be on college break. It'll be so nice. It'll be the very slow time. So Was our last podcast together the Jason Everett podcast? It was, oh, yeah. Wow. I tried to do one a month. So that was October and we are in, we're recording <laughs> Technically. November 30th. That's right. So, so you made it. I made my quota. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here and we're recording in the uh, friendly confines of uh, Newman House at Rowan Catholic Campus Ministry on the just off the campus of Rowan uh, University. One of our favorite places to record. And as a matter of fact, as I was walking in, your uh, your young Catholics uh, in the building were off doing some uh, Advent and Christmas videography. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very sweet. Yeah, that was very yeah. nice. They had the, had like the tree up and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Very cool. A wee bit early for Advent, but that's okay. Yeah, we're getting into it. <clears throat> Actually, that begs a good question that I don't know the answer to. So we're Catholic. We believe in the importance of the Advent season. Mm-hmm. You and I have done podcasts on that in the past. Sure. Um, and that there's, it's important to differentiate Christmas from, from Advent. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, mm-hmm. we see that you know people started <laughs> decorating for Christmas you know, November 1st. Yeah. As soon as we got past I, Halloween. Halloween was down and everyone was ready. Like, yeah. November 1st was it. Yeah. The trees aside, like just the trees, mm-hmm. and like some minimal mm-hmm. decorations. Is that allowed during the Advent season in your mind? I just, I literally, within the past hour, just talked about this with my RCA class. And I said, if we were really, truly following our liturgical calendar, none of this would be up. That's literally what I said. I said it would be up December 24th after the Christmas Eve Mass. Mm -hmm. And we would be in the Christmas season truly in the in the liturgical church calendar um we our world has you know especially in, in where we live in the united states is very secularized and as we see november 1st it's like just go right into christmas and december 26th right into valentine's day or whatever <laughs> else is next and everything is down and so um you know one of the ways that i was telling our students to keep that theme of advent and to keep it in our heart is to really reflect upon what is this season about it is a penitential season. You know, we know yeah. that, you know, from the liturgical colors. We know this from what our church teaches. We know this from the readings. We know this, that it draws us in to our self-reflection because Advent's not just about Christ's birth, but it's also about his second coming. And so we have to keep that in the focus. So I was giving our students some some ways to kind of keep that as the focus first daily prayer, like trying to attend daily mass, trying to pray the rosary, meditating on the joyful mysteries, particularly during the season, uh, because we recall Jesus, you know, the Annunciation, we recall all of those those times that we um, lead us into Advent and through Advent, and of course, with the incarnation of Christ himself and the Nativity. We also can do that um, praying the rosary, reading Luke's gospel, mm-hmm. right? Especially the first two chapters, so sure. important. And then um, some other ways. Uh, we are recording on November 30th, as I mentioned, but this is going to come out in the first, right after the first Sunday of Advent, during the first week of Advent. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have already started, but 
if you can remember, if you're already doing it, keep going. The Christmas Novena, which begins on November 30th and lasts 25 days to Christmas Eve, it starts on St. Andrew's Feast Day, and mm-hmm. it's a beautiful little meditation prayer. Um, I've been doing it since I was a little girl. I love it so much. And really? It really, yes. I came across as a little child with you know, probably like 10 years old, little prayer card. I was like, this is so cool. I want to do this. And I've always prayed it. And so I've gotten our students praying it. This year, I, I felt so called. I put it on my Instagram story. I put it on the Youth and Young Adult Ministry Insight <laughs> story. I was like, I'm getting this out here to everybody. Um, that's a great little way to prepare an Advent. Another way, too, is to give something up. You know, we don't we only think about that associated with Lent, but to give something up so that we're kind of denying ourselves so that when we really do get to that Christmas solemnity, that high holy day of Christmas, uh, which falls on a Monday this year. So we're like double dutying with mass, especially if you go Christmas Eve, you got to go the fourth Sunday of Advent you and do. then at night. But um, we really do need to... Um, you know, d- deny ourselves a little bit, you know, maybe that's just time and putting more time into prayer, you know, just denying. I suggested, um, and maybe it could be this one, I'm not sure, or maybe talking saints, but I suggested even to our students, denying yourself listening to some music and maybe listen to a spiritual podcast. So where you're learning and growing in the faith. Um, you know, I love Catechism of the Year. I'm going I strong do. with it. I'm mm-hmm. recommended to everybody. Whatever. And I really do um, feel that especially college-age students who are trying to desire to grow in their faith, adults who are trying to grow in their faith, even high schoolers that some of them around this table today will learn from. Um, It's a great tool, anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes a day, to really just bite off a little piece of faith to to meditate on and to be with you throughout the day. So easy, it's in your your AirPods. Like, I do it at the gym. I do it driving and going to and from work. So, like, whatever it is, you know, so might that that might just equate to you maybe not picking up the catechism a year right now because it's it is towards the end of the year and towards the end of the catechism, that last pillar of the catechism. But maybe it's just reading from the catechism each day or reading from the Bible each day. So there's my little Advent um, spiel in five minutes or less I lo- I love- of how to how to go into Advent. <laughs> I love um, that I asked deeper. you about. Uh, um... If, if a Christmas tree was okay to be up and we got that. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, I You're was welcome. sitting there listening to you <laughs> going, like, oh, that's right. She's a youth minister. She yeah. actually knows this stuff. She's not just my podcast host. No, I need, I need to know it this is, stuff. Uh, it and is, I'm always yeah. learning more. And one other way that we failed to mention right in the start, replace the Christmas tree with the oven wreath. That's right. Now that is absolutely Put true. Put that right in the center of your that. dining room table. Light the candles each week. I mm. saw a great meme. So funny. If you ever feel left out or like cut short, think of the fourth Sunday Sunday of Advent candle this year. The poor little guy gets lit for only a couple hours because later that day becomes Christmas Eve. So, That's right. um, you know, that that candle could be lit potentially for up to six days, but um, it can't be because yeah. of haven't been cut short the, yep. the way it fell this year uh, but that's okay recycle it for next year yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it'll be the first one for next year I know one time I tried to do that I saved my advent wreath candles and yeah. I was like what am I doing they're already all burned like why did I save these I, I save <laughs> I them every single year and I keep I asking myself I get lower and lower yeah. I don't know it's, it's it, fine it kind of takes away the point though because you're like lighting the new one well, you know, and that's I'm watching it I'm like that, that missed our, the point I don't our, know in our house it's actually because we're cheap and we don't want to get new ones well, yeah. these are, we still have, have, have each, the, the lowest ones so I was halfway to go. We could make it to the next Man, one. We'll see. That's all right. But you are right. This is the one. Uh, this is the one season where when it when it's that short Advent where I actually kind of feel gypped. Yeah, that, uh, I do too. Because I really I really like Advent season. I Same. really do. And I have to give you credit. 
Um, for those listeners who listen to Talking Saints, uh, that the one that came out on November 30th, they included that in that, the uh, St. Andrew's Novena as well. You so know what? It's you. come you up and like Lori and so Pete. much recently. Just, I never heard of it before until that. No was, way. No. Just, oh, wow. Yeah. Just, you're missing out, Mike. <laughs> that words. I was so absolute. pleased because just today it came up. I posted it in my group chat. Our, our, one of my co-RCA teachers posted in the RCA group chat. Father Rossi mentioned it at church this morning that it was in the bulletin. I'm like, we are all on the same page. And Lori and Pete, we're on the same page. Mike, not on you're that out page. left field. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know where you are. I'm not even, I'm not, I don't even know if I'm in the right book. Mike's putting up his Christmas tree. That's what he's doing. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, we're, we're actually the other way around. I, my, my father's birthday is on December 6th, so the rule in my house mm, was no Christmas Saint stuff Nick's until. Day. Yeah. St. Nick's Feast Day. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, so it was, it was never until the, at least the second week of uh, December. Okay. And then in my house, we don't decorate the tree until Christmas Eve. Um, That's a good tradition. I know yeah. some people that do that. Yeah, we keep. I mean, we put it up. We appreciate the yeah. greenery, the evergreen nature of it, the, mm-hmm. the life, and everything like that. But uh, other than that, and then we'll decorate a little. But we don't get hardcore. Yeah. You know, Christmas yeah. until we're pretty close. Yeah. But um, well, thank you for that because we we were talking about doing an Advent podcast, and I wasn't entirely certain we were going to have time to pull it off because mm-hmm. we're actually backlogged with a, a bunch of episodes. Good I have to, I'm going away next week, so mm-hmm. we had to record early. Um, so we're actually sort of cutting into our original one a little bit, uh, but who do we have with us today? And why, yeah, are we, why are we so, talking to yeah, these people? I mean, Advent is I'm surrounded great, by young people. We're right excited. Now. I'm excited. This is my one of my favorite things to talk about, I mean, which I is know. youth ministry, but more specifically NCYC. Mm-hmm. Let's see if they got it. NC. They they know it, (laughs) which is the National Catholic Youth Conference. So we have many youth with us here today and some youth ministers who attended it, and I'll let them each introduce themselves. Hi, so my name's Kat, and I am from Our Lady of Peace Parish in Williamstown, New Jersey. And what do you do there? I took over for Carrie as the youth minister. Excellent. Good girl. And you brought with you to your... They can introduce themselves. Uh, I'm Luke Johnson. I am also from Our Lady of Peace Parish. I'm part of the core team there, so I work with Kat often. Um, I'm Emily Hamilton. I'm also part of the core team. And yeah, Kat, Kat told me to come, so I'm here with Kat. <laughs> wow. <Hey girl. laughs> that's, that's exactly how you used to handle it, too. They Carrie know. told me to come, and, I, and that's why Kat's here right now. It's <laughs> very good. And on this side of the table, we have... I am Millette Locasal. I'm the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry at St. Catherine Drexel in Egg Harbor Township. Good to see you, Millette. And next to you is? Uh, I'm Sarah Locasal. I am her daughter. Uh, <laughs> I also go to St. Catherine Drexel. Uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, finally? My name is Eric, and I'm also from SKD Parish in Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. But not related. No. Yeah. Okay, not related. there we go. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I would have enjoyed it if Millette brought her entire family. That would have been fine. Cousins, nephews, they were, whatever. They're they actually there. here, but the two of them yeah. are outside. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> and they were all at NCYC. As a fam- like you really did make family a family affair. There. Yeah. Well, Incredible. well done. Well, then my first question is actually for you, Carrie. Mm. I've never been to NCYC. Mm-hmm. I've heard those letters often mm-hmm. in the eight years I've worked here. Mm-hmm. I know it's a, a youth congress mm-hmm. that takes place in Indianapolis. Conference. Conference, rather. And uh, mm-hmm. beyond that, I don't know much. So what is NCYC? 
Yeah. So it is the uh, largest gathering of youth in the United States. It happens every two years. It did happen throughout the pandemic in 21, but it was very small scale. So I think in this special way, these youth sharing about their experiences um, is a great gift because uh, it's pretty much back in full force, which is great to see. So it happens every two years. So the last, like, quote unquote, normal one was 2019, which I think all of us were at the youth ministers here. Kat is a young adult leader at that time, Alette and myself um, leading our ministries. And so I've been to it five times myself, and it is a large gathering of the youth to hear different talks, presentations, breakout sessions, some larger, some smaller. Um, some of the bigger speakers tend to fill the you know the bigger rooms, the smaller um, kind of starting off speakers fill the smaller rooms, and you get a chance to kind of navigate which which direction you want to go, what talks do you want to hear, what do you want your youth to focus on. But the big culmination is coming together for the liturgies, the mass, um, confession, adoration, um, and the big uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, Indianapolis Colts uh, Stadium, which is where it takes place at that conference center that's attached to the stadium as well. So it's an amazing experience for young people. And um, just, yeah, I can't wait to hear all about it because I was having FOMO a little bit, like (laughs) watching some of the stories of like, because I follow a lot of youth groups, like beyond even our you know, our diocese just with youth and young adult ministry insights. And so just seeing the the whole vibe of NCYC, you know, the hats, the necklaces and all that, um, which I'm sure they'll share about. It was it was a little a little tinge of FOMO. I was like, oh, I love it. So great. If I may just add quickly to that, um, because of the pandemic, there was some slight changes to how they're handling NCYC now before they do it every two years. Now they do it every year. They oh. alternate between Indianapolis and California. Oh, California, that's right. Yeah. So that's for right. this year, um, the, the odd years are going to be Indianapolis and then the even years are going to be California. So it's not as big as 2019 where it was like 20,000. This past one was like 12,000, which oh. is still big. And then some of them, um, you know, choose mm-hmm. California. That I think it was around eight thousand when they were at South Orange in California. Got it. So twenty twenty four will be California again, and then the next one will be Indianapolis. Well, Thanks for that. Would you will you want to go to the one in California? Like, would you want to go every year, or do you think you'll stick mm. to every? Two I years? think it's too much to be able to go mm. every year, and then plus the distance too between where we're at and where California. Yeah. It's a lot to fundraise. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot to fundraise as it is going to Indianapolis. Correct. So I think the break helps for us to do it every couple of years. So uh, let's talk about that. How did you get out to Indianapolis? We rode the bus. <laughs> Anyone you want to talk about that bus What's experience? That's the best part of the weekend. Come uh, on. I don't know about that. I mean, 30 hours on a bus, 15 oh, hours there, 15 hours back. Uh, it's not the best time. Me personally, I slept most of the time, so it wasn't that bad. But the other people that didn't sleep said they had a horrible time. They couldn't get comfortable. Mm. They were just staring out the window the whole time. And uh, uh. Well, wait, you all, we have three other people here. Would you be in agreement? It was a terrible experience? Or was it, like Carrie says, there was joy that came in that sacrifice? Yeah, I was one of the um, people who didn't sleep at all. I had to stare out the window the whole time. <laughs> And I was tempted to sleep on the floor because it was my back is still cramped up from that bus. Oh, <laughs> but we had a great bus driver. <laughs> well, that's cool. How about you guys? Was um, it that I was terrible? one of those people that did not get any sleep on that bus. Oh boy! And I was like so jealous because I'd see the people sitting across from me, and they'd have like a whole like two seats to themselves, and they were just laying across it. <laughs> they had like pillows and everything. They were basically just sleeping in a bed. Oh. I was one of those people. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I was originally sitting with one of my friends, and then I was like, I couldn't do this because I was cramped up, and I was like, 
I, I had such a terrible like neck cramp because I was like leaning on the window. Um, so I was like, I can't do this. And I stood up and she was sleeping too. She, I fully just like walked right past her, probably woke her up um, and moved to a, another seat. But I mean, I slept pretty fine. I kind of woke up every couple hours, but I, I mean, I pretty much slept most of the bus ride. Yeah, we love it when we can sleep. Well, think about the chaperones that have to chaperone you guys and know what's going on. People like our bus captain, Kat, over here. How was it for you as the bus captain? Um, I think these kids are spoiled because <laughs> pulling yes. a carry back in my day, yeah. we didn't have extra seats. That's right. Oh. The bus was full. Full. Um, I shared a seat with uh, one of our adult chaperones, and on the way there, it was... A little rough, um, but I think we were really fortunate with both groups that they were quiet and also tired, so they weren't loud, they weren't like, you know, they were good. Yeah. The way home, I think everybody was just exhausted. I slept fine on the way yeah. home, <laughs> and I slept by myself in my own row because I kicked nice. her out. <laughs> how, was, how many churches were involved in the Kim Dicey show? Was it you two? It just, was just the two just of us. Just the two of you. Okay, okay. So in years past, it's been like yeah. five, six at least. So yeah. I know there was a former youth minister from our diocese, but he went with Philadelphia Diocese, Jeffrey Shields. So oh. he was telling me it was his, I think it was his first experience there too. But um, mm. I, I was like, oh, who'd you go with? You went with Camden? He's like, no, Philly. I was like, that's right, because he yeah. works over there now. So, okay, so just the two of you. So how many youth total? Um, were well, there was 32 total from the Diocese of Camden. Okay. And I think five, nine adults. So do the math. Oh, okay. Can he anybody help me do the math? Thirty-two here? minus nine. I think plus yeah. nine. thirty-two minus I, nine. Okay, okay. so because yeah. there was five, 20, and four, twenty-one, twenty-one, or twenty-three. Three. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah. There's a senior at Saint Augustine Prep. There yes. is. We did have one clergy with us, um, Father Ren Orain. He's oh, the um, chaplain at PBI? Stockton University okay. for Newman Ministry okay. there. Yeah. And he right. also helps out at St. Catherine Drexel. Okay. So yeah. he did he come connected with your parish yes, then? Yes, he okay. did. How was it for him as a priest attending? Was well, his first time? Yes, it was his first time. And um, he got called in a lot to do confessions. Because um, I went one time for confession and um, there were a lot of seats that were empty for the priests and the line was long. Mm. So they were really trying to get the priests to come. I mean, it's a good problem to have, sure. to have a long line for confession. Yeah. So he, I think he only signed up for one day and he ended up signing up. Well, they called him in They're for like, we need you, all Father. the time. Yeah, all yeah. the time that there was confession. So after your delightful 15-hour drive to Indianapolis, where you saw all that beautiful flat land and not much of anything else, um, once you got past the Appalachian Mountains, what uh, what was the first thing that you did other than checking into the hotel? Were you in a hotel or were you in a church? Hotel. Okay, mm -hmm. hotel. Nice hotel, right? It's pretty nice. Yeah. Okay. yeah this, we checked into Omni Severin, and it was like closer to the convention center and Lucas nice. Oil, because before we would normally have to take the bus mm -hmm. to get to the convention center, and we're stuck there the whole day. But this time around, uh, they changed strategy and booked a hotel that was close by, so we just had to walk yeah. to the stadium and to the convention center, which was pretty convenient, I think. I don't That's know good. what the Harry others think would about know that. It was across from the mall. Yeah. <laughs> Nice location. We've been in the hotels attached to the conference back like oh nine. Oh, that was like a while yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. We've been in there before, so I know because then you just have to walk across a ramp, and you're right there, yeah. which is so nice. Um, it's very convenient because Indianapolis is a little colder. So while we're just kind of getting the cold air now in November, I remember being freezing some years there. How was it? Was it pretty cold? 
while you were there outside? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you don't want to carry these big heavy coats because you're going to a conference all day and talks. You got to carry it. So like, you're literally in like a t-shirt, maybe a hoodie and a hat. And so, you're, yeah, you definitely want to be close if possible. Well, they're teenagers. Even if it was cold, I saw some yeah. of them just wearing a t-shirt yeah. and yeah. nothing else. Yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't see a lot element. of jackets with us yeah, right now. Kind of thing, right? Um, so you you check in, you you get yourself settled. What's the first part of NCYC that you part, take part in? Like, well, the regional mass was it? Yeah. So once we were all settled in around, I think we got there around one. So about three o'clock, we walked over to the convention center, and things were just kind of just starting up over there. So there wasn't that many people, but there was a couple groups kind of sitting around getting themselves gathered. And I think the regional mass started at five, I four. believe. Four. Four, my bad. So uh, we all gathered in there. I think there was 500 of us in this small little room from mm-hmm. the entire state of New Jersey and Pennsylvania. There was like eight to 12 different dioceses in there, if I remember correctly. Uh, I was a lector at that mass, so I got to sit up front and kind mm-hmm. of see the entire crowd from nice. cool. what the altar was looking like. So that was cool. That's nice. Nice. And did they, did we have any altar servers or anybody involved from our our diocese as well in that mass? Yeah. So um, my group we had nine kids go, and seven of them were actually partook oh. some way. Oh, so good. we had four greeters, uh, two lectors, altar server, um, and things like that. So it was Very we were nice. really. Fantastic. Fantastic. That sounds awesome. Uh, so you you have your first mass, and then uh, what's up after that? Like what was the, what were the first like sessions you went to like conference sessions? Well, for for some of us, because um, the gen- the concert was going to start at seven seven. A o'clock. concert? Did I yeah. forget the concert. Yes. Oh yes, that's it a starts very, with very, a concert. It, it starts Always. with a concert. Oh Again, wow! Talk about that. Yeah, let me hear about this concert. Uh, well, I was fortunate enough to be a youth ambassador at, mm-hmm. um, for NCYC. So I had like a training, basically going over what I was meant to do um, for the different breakout sessions over the like over the the next few days. And after that was completed, we, we were like tran- like transported under the stadium Mm -hmm. so like it was like special access we didn't have to wait in such a long line and what i remember is it was me and my mom and then three others and we were in the stadium waiting for the rest of our parish to come meet up with us and it was one of the most stressful things ever because you're not allowed to like save seats which yeah Every, everyone did it. I yeah. saw everyone doing it. So, uh, um, quote, unquote, not allowed. Yeah, so the concert was starting, and it was, is it called King? For, for King, King and Country. For King and Country, yeah. Um, and it was, that was starting, so there was a bunch of commotion, and then we I see the rest of my parish um, coming down, like, on the opposite side, and they had to transfer over between a bunch of people, and, but in the end, we all ended up uh, coming together, but the concert was I, I thought it was a really, really cool experience. Wow. Yeah, they're a great band. They've been playing NCYC. I think this is probably their third or fourth NCYC playing at. Toby Mac was one year. He was good, yeah, too. Was uh, but for King & Country, they're, they're, you can find them on Christian radio stations, but they also cross over to mainstream as well. So they're pretty well-known. Really, um, They have a great Christmas album out, too, if you, if you yeah. like them. They were actually saying when they were there, they're advertising their brand new movie. They're releasing a documentary about their family oh, nice. life, so where wow. they came from and how they actually got to be this band, which was pretty cool. Uh, you can probably find the trailer on YouTube. Uh, I can't remember what the name of it was. Does anybody? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but if you look up 
King Country movie, you'll probably find that's it. That's exciting. So that was pretty cool. Oh, really wow. cool. And that's the big opening night, right? Where like kind of everything gets introduced. Now, is there a, was there a theme this year? The theme is fully alive. Fully alive. Okay. So like kind of putting the theme into motion, getting everything going. Was there a keynote speaker the first night? A lot of times they have a keynote that night to introduce some of the exciting times. I believe the keynote on the first night was the astrophysicist, right? Yeah. yeah, he was a priest oh, cool. and he was an astrophysicist. Yeah. Wow. So he, he kind of started talking about space and most of his talk was like, this is how big the universe is and this is our part in it. So, you know, like oh, so you put know. things in perspective kind of. Yeah. You know I love astrophysics. I would have gone there in a heartbeat. I didn't even know that. I've got, now I've got to look there it up and see go. which guy it was because I know a whole bunch of them and there's, okay, that's cool. I'm now I'm now officially jealous. Yeah, when that astrophysicist came on stage, I lost him when he started pulling up like these crazy formulas. <sighs> it caught me out of nowhere. That's why yeah. I never became an astrophysicist because I can't do the math. <laughs> yeah, but I I'm an aficionado, not a uh, not a scientist. But it it is fascinating, and it's something that I you know Carrie's probably heard me say a lot of times is that science and faith go together mm-hmm. perfectly fine. There's there's no there needs to be no animosity there. So I love hearing that there was a a scientist on the stage uh, speaking to so many faithful young people. I'm curious, was he a scientist and then had a conversion and and, and a calling into the priesthood, and that kind of was his background, or was he like a priest? that worked in this field did he say maybe he didn't say i'm just curious if it was said at well, all now i'm gonna have to google who no, was yeah, there, we gotta right? find I, gotta, this guy. I gotta find out who was there <laughs> yeah I, I don't think he specified but the way he spoke about it i'm pretty sure he became a priest and he was very into his faith and then he wanted to pursue astrophysics to like okay. see what the relation between science and faith is he talked he talked a lot about that he talked about how the pope literally has an entire council just to update him on the science in the world and all the brand new stuff so they do that every year which is pretty <laughs> cool to learn yeah. about because I never knew about that. I didn't yeah, think the Pope exciting. would care about what's going on in the science world. But. It's Father John Cartje from the Archdiocese of Chicago. Oh, he was ordained a priest in, in the Archdiocese of Chicago in 2002, and he holds a doctorate degree in scripture from Catholic University and astrophysics from the University of Chicago. Yeah, That's impressive. Okay. Smart guy. Yeah. And then that one's <laughs> down. You kind of head back then and gear up for the big day, which is... Friday, really, right? Because it's Thursday night is the big opening, and then Friday is your big day. Which, by the way, you guys all get to skip two days of school, right? I mean, is that not one of the best parts of it? Was it easy, hard? How do you feel about that? That's the reason I went. (laughs) Well, I mean, the work, like when we came back, especially for me, it was kind of a lot. So, like, it was hard to catch up on sleep after the NCYC trip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're like, oh, I have all this do and everything, right? Yeah, Yeah. two days off. Yeah, Yeah, two days off. I think I kind of lucked out because... I came back, I only had a lot of math to do, which um, didn't really help when I had to do some math at NCYC, <laughs> but I, it wasn't that bad. It was worth it. How many, uh, are you all publics? Any of you go to Catholics? Uh, we have one Catholic, right? Uh, yeah, Catholic I go school to Catholic, I go to St. Augustine Prep. And the rest of you are publics? That's okay. We love you just the same. That's fine. Uh, I was figuring, I, my, but I kind of figured that uh, the Catholic kids might be able to get an easier way out to go to a uh, a place like that. Although, actually, I just heard recently, actually, the vicar general of the diocese was explaining to me that uh, he had to write a letter to the principal of a school that wasn't going to allow a student to, I forget if it was NCYC or something else, and and um, 
And the vicar general wrote a letter to the superintendent of schools and explained to him the value of going to something like this and, and understanding community and people coming together, um, not just their faith, but, you know, the, the history and, and the importance of kindness and good citizenship and all that kind of stuff. And the superintendent of schools went, yep, that's good. Well, if I may add, this was the first year that I had to write a personalized excuse letter on top of the general excuse absence memo that NFCYM releases, and it came from a student from the Catholic school. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, you let me know that principle. I'll uh, set them straight. I'll send Carrie down. Yeah, that was the same for me. I, I even going to the Catholic school, I had to get a whole personalized letter. I handed the me- I handed uh, the lady, the secretary, the memo, and she's like, no, "This isn't good enough. I don't like. I don't care if it's a Catholic event. I need all this information." I'm like, "Oh, okay. I thought I thought this would be enough, but I guess not." Wow. Yeah, that's typical. Though I feel like um, even the public schools have pressed the envelope a little bit with the uh, with the generalized letter. It is mm, it's not really super specific, and it's almost like probably. Attendance offices can feel like you Googled it and just printed it out. So it's always good to get that personal letter, which is why you got your, your youth ministers to do those kind of things. You know, part that, of what they do. That actually brings up an interesting idea. I mean, have we ever, to your knowledge, have we ever engaged with the Catholic ministry, ministry directors at the high schools to see if, um, yeah, I mean. They've attended. They have. Oh, yeah. And they've also. Because it seemed like a slam dunk to have some yeah. of our Catholic high school. Yeah, I mean, I know they've attended in the past. Mm. Um, I think PVI has brought groups before. And then also, um, like, in the past, other Catholic schools have, in, have paid partial sponsorships. So, actually, PVI was one of them. Mm-hmm. They We had quite a number of students one year from PVI attending. And so they paid half of their way. But they were kind of representing Our Lady of Peace and PVI at the same time. Mm. So they took some pictures with PVI shirts on to kind of show they were representing it and use it for publication purposes and all. So they have sponsored youth uh, through the ministries to attend. And I think um, OMA did that as well. I know they're not, you know, they're not within our diocese, but they helped. Like, oh, no, they're, they're within they're our within diocese. They're within it, but they're not a diocese. They're, they're independent, but yeah. yeah. But that still counts, and yeah. it's, all, it's all, I mean, like the, the prep. prep. Have you do anything like that or no? Uh, no, we didn't get any sponsorship from them, but everybody, the campus ministry people I talked to, they were like, oh, that's really exciting. I want to, I want to hear all about it. You know, I want you Good. guys to come back and, like, I had to go up in front of my class, and he kind of put us on the spot. He's like, okay, so you and I, and you're going to come up, and you're going to explain to the entire class what you guys did last week and why you weren't in school. And we're like, oh, okay. We just kind of got put in the so spot. So there was two of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to encourage our Catholic ministry directors that we're either yeah. priests that we're friendly with and owe us favors to remind them that uh, they should. They should. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, and we touched on it a little bit, but is that fundraising and that cost per student? Because what is it about eight hundred or so? It was so? seven hundred twenty-five this yeah. year. So right, yeah. yeah, right around under that eight hundred mark, and, and you know that's not an easy bill. No, no. And um, you said you did fundraising. How much yes. were your youth? Did it was about half? Was it two thirds that your youth got funded? To, well, we that? had like different fundraisers, so mm-hmm. depending on the need, that's how we matched. Um, you know how much funds they would get um, because. We're in a diverse parish, which also comprise of diversity and economic need. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a lot that need the financial help. Sure. So um, that's how we, we run the fund. And we were we were fortunate enough um, to have generous parishioners and also, you know, community members mm-hmm. that helped us uh, raise money for for. for for our parish. This is the first year that, this is the biggest group we've had for St. Catherine Drexel. Mm. Um, there's 19 total from the parish that, that came, both adults and you know mm-hmm. youth included. So that was really a testament to the, um, 
the generosity and and commitment of the parishioners to young people at St. Catherine Drexel. It's I great. love to hear that. That's and I know really Our Lady great. Peace has always been generous, and you guys did a lot of fundraising. How would it pan out for, for your youth to be able to go? Um, our parish was really fortunate from the very beginning. It, the cost was always half price. We kind of raised the bar for our fundraising. Nice. Um, but also just talking with um, our priests, um, just I really wanted all of the kids to go. Um, a lot of our our ministry grew within the past year. Um, so a lot of them didn't have siblings that went to NCYC before or knew about it. Um, so I wanted to make sure they went. So if cutting the cost in half would mean that they could go, um, that's what we had to do. We even had an info night, which I don't think we've done before, just to get their interest. So, But luckily we did a lot of fundraisers as well. And we able we were able to make up yeah, for it. So. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, the generosity of the parishioners is always um, so beautiful, and they want to see the young people experience these great opportunities. So it's always good that um, that you do these fundraisers, and that you don't just say to the parents, "Hey, it's seven hundred twenty-five dollars, come," because that's not that's not something the average family can afford. So it's great that you you've put the time into making these fundraisers well worth it for the youth to be mm-hmm. able to attend. And, and we thank our parishioners in both parishes to be able to do that. And my son will be in his uh, senior year. Oh, uh, so you're trying to years. get him so I'm, I'm trying to do the there math right now. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's part of it with the high schools is that like that component of not being connected so much to a parish to do these fundraising. And then now where does that money come from? Which yeah. is why that sponsorship opportunity, I think they just kind of, they paid half and they, they picked a boy and a girl to like represent the school at that that particular year. Like I can remember who it was at the time. Well, I hope so, the schools fundraise. Yeah, yeah. So you can come up with a way, Mike. That's not my wheelhouse. That's more yours that in the diocesan department. But yeah. you know, I do think that might be a, a reason why it's not as encouraged and it's more of a parish based uh, send. Okay. But that being said, we are back to Friday, right? Of NCYC. It's a three day conference. So the the middle day, like anything, like retreats and things like that's your full day. That's that's the long day. Yeah. That's the day you're like, everyone go to bed early because you're going to get up early and you're going to go to bed really late. You're going to be really tired. So what was each of your Saturdays like? What did it look Saturdays like? Saturdays or Friday? Sorry, Fridays. Fridays. I'm thinking of retreats. Sat Friday for the conference because you leave on Thursday. Uh, so Friday we were up nice and early. We, uh, we left our hotel at 7 in the morning. It was barely sun out. And uh, <clears throat> we was walked it, over. The was bed. it cold? Honestly, this was pretty warm. Everybody that I talked nice. to that's been there in the past was wow. like, this is the warmest year we've ever had. It was like so 60s true. the entire awesome. time. Oh, you're so right. I, yeah, oh I was, gosh. they were like, we you had guys are spoiled. Spoiled. Yeah. These kids are spoiled. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> so I, I was we were driving in the snow, like fearing yeah. our life. <laughs> yeah. No, we had a great time walking outside every time. And in the, in the large groups, that, that, like, that connection, just to be walking down the street with like... 2,000 other people yeah. all in the same place for the same reason. It's just like, that was a crazy thing to experience. But anyway, so we started and we were over in the convention center 7.30ish probably. We were like settled in the convention center and uh, well, we started out in Lucas Oil. Mm-hmm. So there was a rapper, a Christian rapper went on. So everybody was going crazy. <laughs> At 8 in the morning, there was 13,000 people jumping up and down, screaming it was crazy. I've never seen that type of energy at eight in the morning. I don't think I ever will again. Uh, <laughs> so right that was on. pretty cool. 
and then uh, we had a keynote speaker that morning, right? Uh, I can't remember who spoke that morning. I'm going to be honest. Anybody... They all blend together. Yeah. So it that's okay. It was, it was, <laughs> yes. that's, that's the thing about conferences is I've been to a lot of them, and, and things do sort of run together. You take away what you take away, but if you try to tell, explain it to somebody, it can be difficult. So mm-hmm. don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also at that session, every there was five total sessions over in Lucas Oil Stadium, and every single one had a keynote speaker. And every single one also had a scripture reading from a certain passage. I think they were all from Genesis, actually. The entire theme was like, uh, we started with creation, so we started at the very beginning. We read like Genesis 1-1, and uh, then we went all the way to... uh, Almost human dignity. Yeah, human dignity. uh, I cannot remember what all five of them are. Again, we just said, they all blend together. But there was a scripture passage, which was really beautiful. And uh, we started off with Human Dignity, that second one, which was cool to see. And then after that, we were over in the convention center for breakout sessions and free time in the convention center to be able to interact with other youth. And me personally, I traded a lot of hats. I had a great time doing that. Let's talk about that for a minute, because <laughs> everyone, that's the big thing. It's like the hats and necklaces. And it's even funny because there's like going to be a picture in um, the RLA Peace Parish Bulletin coming up this uh, Sunday and I'm like people are going to be like what are these kids wearing but I'm like I know exactly what this means so can you share a little bit about what what the, the whole trading and the interaction is like and why you know what's the purpose of all of that I was very excited to be trading hats personally and uh, I honestly like I've never been so I don't get exactly why we do it but I think it's just to be able to interact with exactly. people in like the community and be like oh I got a hat from here oh I got a hat from here exactly yeah me personally I just tried to collect as many unique hats as possible I did 35 total trades so I was in possession of a lot of hats and I met a lot of cool people doing that everybody was super nice I just walk up be like hey you guys want to trade sometimes I'd have to pitch my hat to them like oh this is why you want this hat and this is why <laughs> I want that hat so we should make this trade and I thought that was a lot of fun. That I had a blast doing that. And I think everybody else that was trading hats like that had a similar experience. And I think that's why we do it. Yeah, definitely. I was the uh, <laughs> I was the unofficial entrepreneur for my entire um, parish. Nice. We, I was like trading all of their hats to them. I had like these spiels for each hat, like guilt tripping these people into giving us <laughs> these really, really nice hats. Catholic guilt. Yeah. Yes. And then we'd always like trade our way up because there was like at the um at the entire conference there was like. A hierarchy of hats. There's oh like, yeah, yeah. There There's was like hierarchy, you know, right. like the cowboy hats and the bucket hats are kind of yeah. like down there, mm-hmm. and then you have like these crazy like huge cheese hats, yes, a race car hat, mm-hmm. and like yeah. all that. Yeah, there were duck hats and all that. It was crazy. So what was the diocese of Camden hat or the South or the Jersey hat? Like, we had the cowboy. We started from the bottom. <laughs> oh, you. <so> you <laughs> really hard to and trade. Now you're here. We were on a budget, so we had to <laughs> use the cowboy uh, hats. You have cowboy hats too. No. Um, we were fortunate. One of our adult chaperones actually was so excited for NCYC. She got a year ago, a year in advance, the day after Halloween, um, bought all these different hats from Spirit Halloween that were on sale. So we got like flamingo hats, rainbow hats, banana hats, nice. all different hats. Yes, that's always the way. The Spirit Halloween, November 1st. <laughs> Get the 50% off. That's the off. carry way. Yes. That is, yes. That is adorable. That was the way I always did it. And it's good because you can start off with something strong and then you, you use it as collateral to be able to like trade. But yeah, it's just really for that interaction. I mean, think about it. If there was 13,000 young people walking through the hallways, you probably wouldn't talk to each other too much. But because you have that aspect of trading, that's the whole thing. It's a, and it, it's not just hats. It's other things too. It's necklaces. It's keychains. 
chains, it's wristbands, different bracelets, different things. So I'm sure you came home with a lot of stuff, right? Like bags and bags full of things. Is there anything else that stood out that you liked? Um, different necklaces or uh, maybe a prayer card, even something spiritual that you received that from NZYC? So like, actually, there were like this, there was like this thing that I didn't even know was going on where people were like, putting clothespins on other that's people another one. Yeah. Yep. yeah and they're like there were there were a lot of phone numbers being passed around <laughs> and that's like, where it starts to take a turn yeah. you're like hey do we want to be trading this no but like most of the people that we um called back that put yeah. their phone numbers they were just like really friendly they were just like oh, oh hi cool. how are you how is ncyc like what's your favorite part yeah. and like it was like it was really funny Cool. Yeah, yeah people we, used to do the handle of like Snapchat or Instagram. Do they still mm -hmm. have them or is it just uh, phone numbers? Yeah, they still did that. Yeah. There were a lot of snaps, snaps and like Instas. Nice. Yeah. So the cool thing about this group was the guys were the one like checking out the numbers for the girls to kind of like protect them. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, that's Another sweet. thing that or our parish did was we had a balloon and <laughs> we were in one of the breakout rooms and we all wrote our Instagram handles and are like and signed it on this balloon and then we also wrote our parish's instagram handle on the balloon and then because we were there were two floors and we were on the top floor ah. and we dropped the balloon onto the um the, the bottom yeah. floor and someone um caught the balloon and we were all yelling trying to scream for them to follow all of every single handle on there and someone <laughs> actually did ended up following oh, that's all pretty of cool. us that was that's a good sweet. idea i've never Same. seen that one that's new you know it's funny i i I'd never experienced what you guys are talking about my son went away to uh boy scout jamboree it was similar it was 10,000 Boy Scouts mm. and, and uh, or Scouts because there's both boy and girl Scouts and Scouting now and uh, it was the exact same thing it was trading stuff left and right and he comes back and, and when he before he left he was like dad I'm not trading anything because they, they they gave they trade patches and he's like dad I'm not trading anything and then when he came back he was showing us all the stuff he traded mm -hmm. for and he was like so excited about it all I was like I, I had no idea that that was such a youth That's activity a I, we didn't do any it of that stuff. It literally makes NCYC, NCYC. If they like didn't do that, you'd be like, this is not NCYC. Mm -hmm. There's no hats. There's no necklaces. What? Well, it's great to hear there's so much camaraderie. But I, I think I'd also like to know what you took away from it in terms of the breakout sessions. You know, I'm a, I'm a big breakout session kind of guy. So what were some mm -hmm. of those about? Well, I know for me, this was on Saturday. And I had to lead a civil dialogue session. So... I, I just introduced the two speakers along with the other youth ambassadors there, but my whole parish ended up uh, attending that nice. breakout session. And I didn't know what I signed up for. Um, it, so I got there and w we um, they made us do like this icebreaker thing. We had to go around and find people like people that we didn't know. Um, and they like they would call out a number and whatever that number was, you would have to find like say the number was five. We had to find a group of four other people. Um, and the last number was nine, and then that nine was your group for this breakout session. And basically, it was led by a bunch of um, all, all adults, and they guided you through a civil dialogue session about um, different like problems going on in the world that you feel uh, a, like a strong connection to and you want to talk about and voice your opinion about. And... I'm not uh, like I'm not a really big talker when it comes to those things. Um, I I tend to stand down and not really uh, converse about that. So I was like, oh, this is, I'm like, this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> um, 
just my luck this is the session I had to lead yeah. um, but you were assigned that you didn't choose that yeah that right? one I was um, it, it was mandatory for me to go to mm-hmm. and um, what was really great though is I met a bunch of other youth and they were all really really respectful uh, thankfully on my end um, talking about you know different uh, different topics going on in the world I brought up um, the COVID-19 pandemic Mm -hmm. and you know I like really learned from others too um, about you know really like listening and opening opening up Mm -hmm. um, and you know realizing that there's a bunch of other you know Christians out there that if you really just listen to every um, everyone like you know you you can you can learn a lot from other people and you know I learned a lot about and um, I learned a lot about uh, this listening and talking and I can apply that to my own faith too mm-hmm. and being more open with my own faith in my church so I thought it was just that was probably one of my favorite things that yeah. I was able to attend even though going into it I thought it would be yeah. one of my least favorite things I that I had God to does do that. isn't it great he gives us those like little moments to like grow even though we don't choose it and yeah you took it as a moment of growth that's great how about anybody else any of any big name speakers that you guys got to hear anybody that you really enjoyed something they said that stood out or a a topic that you attended or witnessed in the breakout sessions or in even a keynote speaker too because i know those are a big part of the day as well probably my favorite speaker from the entire thing i'll skip to saturday night here really fast at mass uh a bishop i was named bishop bronk Bronx something no, I he's, cannot he's from the Bronx he's from the Bronx <laughs> <laughs> his, his handle is Bishop Bronx he's the Bishop of uh, New York I believe and he gave the homily and he gave this amazing homily he was kind of calling us all out you know 13,000 youth he's like you guys need to step it up you know like a lot of the youth in this world they're just not as strong about their faith anymore and it's beautiful that all you guys are here and that you're you're going on these journeys to be able to deepen your faith and uh I thought a lot of the things he said, obviously, I can't recite the entire homily from, uh, you know, my mind, but a lot of the things he said, I just kind of felt on like a personal level that I think a lot of us did, because surprisingly, for somebody who is probably in like their 40s and a bishop, he was relating to these anywhere from 13 to 18 year olds pretty well, which Mm -hmm. you don't really expect from somebody of his age or bishop. And, you know, he was, I I don't want to say radical, but I think a lot of the things that he was preaching in it, you just, you don't hear from normal priests. Like every day you're not going to Sunday mass and you're not getting a homily and you're never going to hear the things that he was saying and preaching. But I think that what he was saying was just so important for people to hear that, you know, I really wish that there was a recording of it. I was so sad that nobody recorded it because I want to listen to that again and just be able to like really dissect Mm -hmm. it. You know. Is it on any of the NCYC, maybe um, YouTube or anything? One of our young adults actually said she found it on YouTube, that somebody okay. recorded it. But one of the things he was saying, he was they had um, in that final mass, they have all the bishops that attended on mm-hmm. stage. And he actually like turned to the bishops and called them out, too. And including himself, like we as bishops, you know, talking about priests and, you know, we can't say mass and have long faces and, you know, we, you know, believing in what we're doing. Um, but the one thing he said was that we have expectations of priests and bishops, you know, well, he doesn't seem excited or he doesn't look happy or he doesn't do this or whatever. We put so many expectations on them, but, you know, it's not fair and they have expectations of us as well. And what would that look like? So I thought that was like really interesting. So you had, so if I'm, if I'm reading this correctly, 
it was Bishop Joseph Espaliat. Espaliat. Yeah. yeah. The rapping priest. Priest. Yep. He uh, he he presented in South Jersey once. He yeah, was, I think he did. Because I I met him and I took some yeah. photographs of him at at our our Diocesan Youth Congress. This must have been yep. five six years ago. Okay. Yeah. He is a character and a half and yeah. a great a great speaker. So I could see why you were so impressed by him. He, he didn't rap for us, but he did. The, my favorite thing that he said the entire homily, I remember this quote. He said, when Jesus was alive, I believe that Jesus had a sense of humor. There's no way that he was not making jokes and uh, all the things that he's preaching. There's no way he was just straight faced, like, sh- you know, not making any jokes about anything. He definitely had a sense of humor. And I think that's just something that nobody it makes ever it says, so real. Think, yeah, you know, it, yeah. it makes it so real and so relatable to you, which is what we need, which is what the young church needs and what you guys need to hear. And that's so exciting to hear, you know, a bishop. Um, preaching that to you and to such a wide audience. Yeah, to piggyback on that, like, um, you know, the theme was fully alive. And one of the points that he highlighted, highlighted was, you know, to be fully alive was to have fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, as Catholics, we're known to have the serious faces Mm -hmm. or the, you know, the very, very glum demeanor or whatever. But if we are going to share our faith and to share the love of Christ. I mean, we can't be going around with that glum face. We need to show that we're also having fun following Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's why that whole explanation or uh, emphasis on even Christ himself had a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what we need as Catholics too. I mean, yes, we have guidelines. Yes, we have rules, but you know, we also need to have fun following Christ. And that joy needs to emanate from us as we go around living our lives. Because otherwise, how are we going to tell people to come follow Christ if all they see is the, the, the serious sad face? I mean, they want to see joy so that when they see that in us, they will be like, oh, I want what she's having. Can, exactly. I, you, know, can, yeah. can you point me to that? Or something. Thank you, Millet. I've been trying to explain that to my co my podcast co-hosts for years. That, that that's why I try <laughs> to be so funny me? on the podcast. And you guys are all dour and what? everything, all prayerful and stuff. I and never I, heard <laughs> that before. I love joy. Of course, I know. Actually, I love, you do. I love you being I, actually, that it's funny because um, you are definitely what I, what I would refer to as a hardcore Catholic. Um, however, you do not live your life with a dour face Mm-mm. for all the for all the struggles no. that uh, you've you've had to go through and all the the hard work you put into your job uh, I will say that um, the people that I the youth you work with man they just they're always a joyful bunch and I Thanks. think that a lot of that emanates from you you have a lot of fun yeah it's that's good. what it's about I mean it should be joyful if it's not you're doing it wrong that's you're right living your faith wrong so I want to hear just if each of you can give one takeaway that you got maybe something you learned something that um, you're gonna grow with something you've been really thinking about you know kind of what Luke said that homily like what what is each of your one takeaway Luke you're gonna to have to come up with something else for this one but um, it, it could be a funny moment it could be something that happened on the bus something that happened at, a, at one of the main talks something that happened at breakout session one takeaway for each of you guys so actually my main takeaway was from um, something from the bishops homily and it was what uh, my youth leader Miss Millette said because she also asked me this question, like, what was, what did I take away from NCYC? And it was exactly that. It was to have faith, but to have fun while doing it. Mm-hmm. It really stuck with me. And his like, his homily like really woke, like really woke me up. Because our entire parish, we were like kind of tired. Because it was like, sure, what, like ten, eleven, something like that. <laughs> yeah, and we were like, they, we, like, we couldn't find a seat. So we oh. like, we were all over the place. They had to open a new like seating area for us, like oh. all the way on the side. So yeah, it was like we were like everywhere, and mm-hmm. we were like tired. But then his homily was like, 
Yeah. Yeah. We need <laughs> like that. when he called out the priests and like all the jokes I made, it like made me laugh and Good. like you know made me fully alive. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Fully alive. Um, yeah, I think this whole um, re- retreat was just like um, I really took away like to really just be one with my faith and realize like you know I take a lot of things for granted. Um, and this was a moment to really, you know, like I'm away from my social life. I'm away from school. Like I really had a chance to just zero in with um, with God and focus on my own relationship with Jesus. I remember um, there was an adoration part in one of the um, one of one of the oops, yeah one of the general sessions, and I. Um, you know, I re- I really took this moment and I, maybe I was like, just, I had my eyes closed and, you know, I was really just talking like in my head with God um, for a good like 10 minutes. And I remember like really, like I was kind of like what Eric was saying, I was really tired and, um, you know, I was going, I was going through a lot and I like, I just heard like the words, like I'm here. And like, you know, I'm present, like I'm mm-hmm. with you because it's mm-hmm. another thing that um, for me personally, it's kind of like whenever I'm going through these hard things, you know, like I doubt that mm-hmm. God, you know, God's here and present with me. And, you know, I realize like he's always here. Mm-hmm. And this retreat really like solidified that because that was another thing that went on in one of the um, someone spoke about this, too. It's like, you know, God is always with you. Mm-hmm. Like he's ne- no matter what you're going through, he's always there in your corner even if you don't realize that and mm-hmm. that most people take that for granted and i realized i was one of those people too mm. so you Beautiful. know to like take away from that it's like just to you know really really um be thankful that i'm a- i was able to experience that and um grow with my faith yeah something that i would like i'm not gonna forget is when the whole stadium of like thirteen thousand teens just went quiet like mm right like a drop of an instant like they just went quiet and I think it just like really symbolized that everyone's in it together like you're not alone because I feel like a lot of people went there thinking oh we're just gonna have another like fun time with our youth group but it was really like it really put in perspective how many people are in your position and how many people are going through the same thing as you are and that you're not alone and like whatever whatever you're gonna go through in your faith you're not alone God is gonna be with you and it kind of just showed how everyone was going to like contribute to that journey with you. Nice. Picking one thing is definitely extremely hard past the homily. But uh, I think I'll take something from one of my breakout sessions. For the life of me, I cannot remember what these two's names were. They were. The Swaffords. There oh. you go. She was in the same Sarah. talk. Yep. And yep. <clears throat> they gave an amazing talk Bobby about Sw- Christian friendship and Christian relationships. And uh, about halfway through the talk, they put this slide up on the projector and it was like a list of maybe 20 to 50 things that just people struggle with. She said she made this list when she got posted notes from talking to a high school. Like she asked them to write down what's one mm-hmm. thing you guys struggle with. And I'm just reading off this list. I'm like, wow, like some of the things on the list I struggle with. I'm like, I didn't think anybody else would have these shame struggles. Like I thought mm-hmm. I was in this by myself. And cause she asked everybody to raise your hand. If you struggle with one thing on this list, every Everyone. single person in the room, there was a couple hundred of us. The entire room was full. Everybody raised their hand. I'm looking around. I'm like, wow, this is this is a crazy experience. I think that was like the one thing I took away from the entire thing, no matter where we were, if we were with all 13,000 or just a couple hundred, just being like, wow, 
everybody's in this together. I'm not by myself. Yeah. 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 And those greater, bigger experiences, they'll give that to you. And that's why, you know, I know I have and Kat does and Millette always has really feel the importance of bringing you guys to these greater, bigger events so that you see you, you're not alone. You're part of this greater church that not only extends throughout the U.S. and in this case now more of the east, eastern part of the U.S., but through the entire world. I mean, it just gets bigger and bigger, and that's why we're the universal church. I mean, it's so beautiful that you get to see that. I agree. Well, thank you all for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. We're recording late, and I know I'm keeping you guys away from your families, but thank you very much for joining us. And Carrie, as always, thank you for being such a a wonderful host of having the podcast here. And to our listeners, we'll talk to you again next week. See you, everybody. God bless.